Welcome to this episode of Tap Into College Golf. I'm your host, Brandy Jackson, founder of Brandy Jackson Golf, where young female golfers can come join the team in search of coaching, consulting, mentorship, and guidance on all things junior golf related, and of course, the college recruiting process. There's also access to an online course, or if you're looking for some fun girls golf lifestyle apparel, even added that to the collection last year. So be sure to go check out www.brandyjacksongolf.com. That's Brandy with an I. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Tap Into College Golf. I have a great guest on here with me today that I think I met back, and I don't know if she's going to remember this, back on her recruiting trip to Furman when I was a senior <laughs> at Furman. I actually have a picture of this that uh, I might have to try to dig out and find. Um, and then she went on to play her college golf at Tennessee and then has pretty much been coaching ever since then, I believe. So excited to have Coach Holly Clark, who is the UNC Charlotte women's head coach, here on this episode with me and have her uh, – just talk a little bit about her, you know, her coaching journey um, has started two programs now. So we talk a little bit about starting a program and just love, love her energy. We always get on the phone and get to talking and, and love, love chats with her and just excited for you all to hear, hear, hear her insight and her coaching journey. So thanks for joining me, Coach Clark. Oh, thanks, Brandy, for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we, uh, as I said, let's just kind of dive right in. I know this is such a busy time for all the coaches right now, and I'm always just grateful for the time that you all take to to hop on these episodes with me. But don't want to um, don't want to take too much of your time. But I am excited to hear. You know, I know what you did in terms of coaching and in um, your steps, but kind of what did make you first want to get into coaching and then starting uh, you know starting the program there, Carson Newman. And, and then the assistant there at Vandy, just kind of tell a little bit about, you know, coming out of college golf and, and going that route. You know, it's funny. I often wonder how many coaches actually planned on going into coaching when they, mm-hmm. um, when they entered this field. And, yeah. um, cause I know I didn't, I didn't, this is the last, you know, thought on my mind and really I wanted out of the golf profession and, yeah. um, my degree in school was, um, and exercise science and uh, with emphasis in pre-medicine and I, I wanted to be a doctor and when I was when I graduated from Tennessee um, I had an opportunity to start the women's program at Carson Newman and one of uh, my coach and, and his son uh, John Wiley and Randy Wiley approached me and said hey Carson Newman's starting a women's program do you think you'd have interest and I thought no, I really, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. go to school and, and I'm going to study. And, and I had some time before I, t- I, you know, took my test. And so I was just studying and they said, well, you should look into it. You know, you can take some classes while you're, while you're doing this and, and really just be prepared. They, they really want somebody to just get the program started. So I thought about it and I looked into it and I applied for the job and was interviewed and offered the job. And I thought, okay, for one year, this is all, this is what I'm going to do, but then I'm going to school. And after a year, I loved it. Yeah. And so I prolonged this journey. I said, okay, well, we'll, we'll do this another year. And then I'll, then I'll continue. I'll go back to school. Um, but after three years at Carson Newman, I realized, wow, this is, this is nothing like I thought it would be. And I really enjoy this. This is such a great way to stay in the game and it's competitive and, um, I really enjoyed just coaching and I thought this opportunity may not, may not be here forever. And 
I need to enjoy it while I can. I can always go back to school, but coaching may not be, be here forever. So, um, so I was at Carson Newman for three years and just absolutely loved it. Um, and, and I was young. I mean, I had, I had no idea what I was doing, none, (laughs) no clue. And quite frankly, grew a, a much deeper appreciation for what my, my head coach and my assistant did in college that I really just didn't know enough of what they did outside of the time that I yeah. saw them and, um, and really how spoiled I was at Tennessee. We were really given every resource on the planet to be successful. And I realized quickly when I was starting our program that I didn't have a, a pinch of those resources. So I had to create those um, for myself and for my team and uh, really get creative and I remember calling, uh, you know, Judy, my coach, multiple times saying, I don't have money to get socks <laughs> or uniforms or anything. You know, I, I really had a very yeah. little. So we may do with what we had. And, you know, I was very fortunate at Tennessee to have nutritionists and, and sports psychologists and trainers and, um, you know, resources to, to, to be as good as I wanted to be. And, um, I realized when I got to Carson Newman that I was all the above and I was trying to figure out how I was going to do all this and by by really not knowing anything about coaching. And so I figured I need to, I need to ask for all the help I can get. And um, I was really fortunate that early on in my, in my career um, that I had great mentors around me if I would just take the time to pick their brain. And I spoke with quite a few coaches um, in the golf profession, but also in, you know, in other professions and, um, in other sports. And we have, I remember speaking with, um, coach Fulmer, uh, the football coach at Tennessee and, and, uh, JJ Clark, the, the track, um, coach at the time and, um, and spent quite a bit of time with, uh, coach Pat Summit. And they really gave me some insight on how they coach their players and 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 how what the important things were in being successful and winning national championships and really just developing good people and and well-rounded people to be able to send them out in the world to make make a difference and and whatever they decided to do and um, I'm incredibly grateful for their for their wisdom and and for them being able to share that information and um, so I you know I spent I graduated in December of 2007 and um, and immediately following graduation started at Carson Newman and I got to get, got together a great group of girls uh, to, to start the program. Listen, yeah. I have no idea how that came together the way it did. And actually one of, one of my players was one of my teammates at Tennessee. I was she say, transferred I in. So, yeah. Oh, it was bizarre um, yeah. because all these girls were really my age. And I, and I look yeah. back and I thought, my goodness, I don't, I, how in the world these girls, you know, were able to put up with me on a day-to-day basis, bless them. I don't know. Um, cause I really, you know, I think I wanted, I wanted this so much more than they did. So I really pushed yeah. hard and, um, and, and wanted them to be successful and they really came out of the gate and, and did very well. They had a, had a great run. Um, so I was there for three years and then the opportunity to, uh, to go and coach at Vanderbilt came open and, um, uh, Greg Allen called me and said, Hey, will you, he goes, um, you need to come and look at this job. And, um, I, I knew Greg, um, from my playing days, he was at Arizona and I knew what a great coach he was and what a great person he was. I thought, well, this is an awesome opportunity. And 
I said, well, I'll, I'll be down there as soon as I can. And then um, I'd love to interview and, and just um, figure out if this is something I want to do. And was very fortunate that, um, that he hired me and probably some of the, the greatest times in, in, in golf that I had um, spent at Vanderbilt. That was such an awesome learning experience. I was there for six years and was very fortunate to learn a lot, um, work with incredibly talented players and be surrounded by great mentors and, and people and just an incredible opportunity. I loved it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I've always, oh, he's one I got to get on here at some point. Um, Coach Allen, I hadn't um, always enjoyed talking to him and and what he's done and everything. So I'm sure that was a great experience working for him. I know he's great about kind of letting you as the assistant do a lot of things, which I'm sure helped lead you into what you're doing now, which um, has started that program there at Charlotte. Absolutely. He, um, you know, he really gave me a lot of responsibility, a lot of flexibility to, to, um, of course, he's the head coach, but he really was very, uh, very a good mentor and allowed me to learn and um, yeah. and try things and fail and try again. And I and I'm incredibly grateful for that. I realized that, you know, at the time, I'm not sure I appreciated it so much, but now <laughs> as a head coach, <laughs> I'm so thankful because it really prepared me for for where I am now. And um, you know, when after six years there, I had an opportunity to to um to come to Charlotte and um I'd heard that they were going to be starting a program but I didn't know anything about Charlotte and I had a friend in college that that played here um and knew that their men's team had been very successful and but I didn't know much about Charlotte I didn't know much about the school and um I thought well you know I'll think I'll look into it I'll think about it and and our men's coach Ryan Cabbage is is a really good friend of mine and he said, Holly, you really should look at this. And, um, and we, you know, several other people said, you should really think about this. This would be an awesome opportunity. You know how to start a program. I thought, listen, I didn't know what I was doing when I was start, <laughs> when I started this first program. So, um, but I came up, um, and looked at Charlotte, my husband and I drove up and, um, and, and visited and I got on this campus and just couldn't believe, um, just how incredible it was it really is. And I thought most people don't even know this place exists. I sure didn't. And it really is three hours from, from my hometown. So I didn't know much about it. And, um, and, you know, I met with the, the athletic director, Judy Rose at the time and several people um, and, and Darren Spieth, my, my boss and um, really got to understand what they were looking for and what the vision that they had for, for women's golf and, um, I got really excited about it and I thought, my goodness, here's another great opportunity to, to kind of do something from the very beginning and, 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 and see how great we can make this place. And, um, and so about four years ago, my family and I moved to Charlotte and, um, I, I, once we got here, I found out I was pregnant and I thought, well, this is great. I'm starting a new program. I'm pregnant and I'm not going to be able to go out on the road and recruit. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but I had a, a, a wonderful assistant, uh, Ryan Potter, who's yes. now at, at, um, at Wake, um, who was able to, to really help me get this thing going and very grateful for him and, and his time. And 
um, and then he left it to go to Wake Forest. But we spent a lot of time recruiting that first year, mm-hmm. and um, I spent a lot of time really trying to figure out what what I wanted to do. And in my mind, I thought, okay, I have a blank canvas. Don't mess this up. But <laughs> as we all know, you're going to fail over and over and over, and you just got to learn from those opportunities. And that's really that's about what's happened. And I've, I've I've just tried to make the, the best out of the situation that yeah. that we have, and it has been it has been incredible. Um, my I say, I say the first year we got started, we had um, seven players here, and um, and I also had a new assistant at the time. Nick Robinson came in from um, from Asbury in Kentucky, and uh, we were all learning. I think I was the only one that really had Division One. Um, ex, uh, you know, experience, and yeah. so every day for that first year was a new journey and a new opportunity to learn and grow. And that, yeah. um, and so we really spent that first year working on process. And um, so we awesome. now we're in our third year, and it's been it's it's been an awesome challenge and awesome journey. And I'm very grateful for for opportunities and the great people I'm, I've been surrounded with. Yeah, that's that's so cool. I I can remember. I think I met you for lunch. I think it was when you were pregnant with uh, Harper's your oldest, right? Oh my right? goodness! Yes. Yeah, yes. I remember us meeting. We met at Chipotle, maybe. I don't remember. And I I, <laughs> yeah. I remember though you saying, you know, that I just can remember your excitement and how you you know you said I'm gonna you know I have big expectations for this and big you know expectations for. I know when we talk about some of the girls that I had, I remember just how you know, from the very beginning, you, you know, you weren't going to settle for it, you know, it just being average, you wanted to do something really great there. And I said, you know, after you're in the third season now, and, and y'all have you cracked top 10 rankings earlier this year, I believe it was y'all were what, like 17th right now. Is that right? We were earlier in this season, we were, I think we're probably hovering 30 right now, but okay. we've got capability right, yes. to, to get back to that. Yes. But still, I mean, that, you know, I know some people out there might not quite understand how, how awesome that is for a newer program. And it's like you said, a lot of people aren't that familiar with UNC Charlotte, especially because it didn't have women's golf. And a lot of us in the golf world associate programs that we know about with their women's golf program. And so to, to start it and to not, especially to not be that ACC, SEC bit, you know, to, to have that and to do that, I think has, has been awesome. Like I said, I think it says a lot that I, I will, I, you know, I can remember that conversation very vividly with you that day. And, and just, you know, your, like I said, your intent and, and your determination to, to, you know, to come out with a bang and, and do that. And I'd say, you know, to have done that just in the third season and, and to do what y'all done, I think says a lot about, you know, even though you, you know, like you said, you're kind of new in that sense. And, um, you know, especially starting a D1 program and, and doing all that, I'd say, I'd say you've done a pretty good job so far. Well, you're so kind. I, I, I really can't. Well, it's been fun. And, and I will yeah. say, I, I cannot take the credit. These are the, these girls get up every day and they're the ones putting the time and effort yeah. and energy into it. And I'm very fortunate. I've got an, an incredible assistant that does just, he works his rear off and, is a really good mentor and coach um, for, for me and for our players. And um, I'm, you know, the, I will say the first group of girls that came in that first year after at the end of that first year, I think they realized um, maybe looking back why we put them in the situations that they were in and why we, mm-hmm. why we uh, on a daily basis enforce the importance of process and enforce the, um, 
you know, the, we set those standards for what we felt like they could do and then allowed them at that point to take it and run with it just to, and to challenge themselves and to own it. This is their program. This is, this yeah. is what you can make it. This is, you make this as special as you want it to be. And, and you've got to, um, you've got to continue to raise the bar and they, you know, they do that on and off the golf course every day. And I'm, I'm incredibly proud of them. It's, um, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of yeah. time and energy, but I remember setting that the first season schedule thinking, Oh my gosh, this is going to either be good or it could <laughs> crash and burn, but I'm willing to risk it. Let's just see yeah. how this goes. And a lot of it was, you know, we, we were, put in some really great situations and we played a really tough schedule especially for a group of freshmen and um and I had a sophomore and and it really they didn't know what they didn't know what they didn't know and I thought if if you want to continue if you want to play at the highest level and you want to play against the best players in the world you've got to compete with them on a weekend yeah. week out basis and I'm grateful for these coaches for letting us into you know their tournament and giving yeah. us a, a chance and um and, you know, the, after the first few tournaments, they understood that they, they had a long way to go, but they could do it. And this is a, a group of very competitive, um, you know, high achieving girls. And it, that's with a, with a vision and, and a heart, the, you know, the size of Texas. And they really want to, to go out and, and show people that they can do big things. And when I got here, if people people that know me well enough know that I'm competitive to the bone and um and you know, people kept telling me you know Holly this is gonna take time I thought we don't have time we don't have time like, we can do this <laughs> just don't give me don't tell yeah. me that we can do this and um you know and I think the girls have the same mentality they they want to do they want to do well from the very beginning and they've done um very very well I'm very that's, proud of that's them great well, you talked about, you know, enforcing process, maybe talk a little bit about what that included for, especially, you know, whether some of the junior players are out there, what, what did that mean when you, you know, you said you were kind of really having to instill that, you know, that, that trait of, of process, what was some of that, that that was, and that that included? Sure. So, you know, I think in our first, one of our first meetings as a team, I said, well, we're all here to win. We all know that, and we or we wouldn't be here, and we all want to win. But at the end of the day, we don't have any control on whether uh, on that outcome. But you have control over your process and what you do every single day, and how you approach every single opportunity, and and that's where we need to focus. And I, every day we talked about process, so I think we were blue in the face. And then everything <laughs> I would say, they'd respond and say, I know, coach. It's about the process. <laughs> and I thought, oh, good, you're getting it. You're getting it. And and truly, it took probably, I don't know, some of them probably till this year to really understand what their process looked like. And it's everything yeah. down to, you know, what you're doing in the classroom. Are you sitting in the first two rows and paying attention? Are you going to class every day? Are you, um, are you doing what the trainer asks you to do? Um, as far as taking care of your body, are you fueling your, your body properly nutritionally? And are you getting enough sleep? Um, are you doing your rollouts every day before you get out to, to play, doing your pre warm up? I mean, all those little yeah. things that go into everything you, uh, you know, everything you need to do when you get to the golf course. Um, 
it's it's all that stuff off the golf course. You know, I, I remind them every day how you do anything is how you do everything. If you're going to take shortcuts, don't you know, don't expect for the for great things to happen consistently in your game if you're going to take shortcuts and it's going to be hard, but you've got to pay attention to the little details and everybody's process looks differently. Everybody's wired a little bit different and everybody thinks a little bit differently. And so um, it took a lot of probably self-exploration and, and even uh, for me to get to know each of them over that first year to really understand what makes each person tick and what motivates them um, for us to figure out what their process looks like. But I remind them if you can control all these little things and you can do them well and, and try to get better every single day, you will continue to grow and you will continue to get better and the outcome and all those results will start to take care of themselves. But I think sometimes, and that's normal, any competitor can get wrapped up in, in the wins and losses. Yes. Oh yes. It's hard to, like I said, it is, it's hard to, uh, we, I know a lot of juniors hear the same thing about, you know, focus on the process and, and what you can do, but it is so hard not to get ahead of yourself or not really understand what that entails, you know, and, and realizing what you can control and, and what you can't control. And, you know, whether the, and in some cases, junior golfers are a little bit different than college golfers where you know, obviously as a junior, your parents do control a lot of what you're doing and, and it's based off of that. Whereas right. when you get to college, you know, I think that's one of the big transitions that a lot of junior players don't realize is how you are told when to be at practice and you have a schedule, but you also have a lot of time and a lot of priorities that you have to figure out yourself. And it's the first time you decide if and when you do what you do. And I think that's what a lot of, you know, a lot of the players and parents asked me about, you know, why do college coaches pick certain players? And, and, you know, why did this player not, you know, not isn't doing better? And I think a lot of them just don't understand how different that college life is to transition into. And so maybe tell, sure. you know, talk a little bit, maybe what do you see as some of the things that you know, obviously we have a lot of junior players who listen in and their parents and I know there's only so much you can do to prepare. I think it was Coach Hester and I talked a long time ago, not even on the podcast, her and I, um, I was picking her brain about some things and, you know, she just said in a way there's, you know, you, you kind of can't prepare because there's only, you know, there's only so much you can do as a junior player to truly prepare for it. But there are certainly things you can somewhat be learning to do. And, and as parents, they can be, you know, step-by-step step starting to help that transition of being in college golf and college life and understanding what that's going to be like. So what's some things that you see maybe some players have that make that transition a little easier, maybe things that they were doing as a junior player or that they've kind of adapted to quicker than others maybe. Sure. No, that's funny because Coach Hester and I talk often, and that's one thing we do talk about, and really with a lot of coaches, and, and I feel like we, we all kind of share a lot of the, the same um, thoughts. But, um, you know, it's it's interesting over the last probably 10 years to, to watch players come in to see how they've prepared or, or how, you know, how, how differently each person prepares coming into college. And yeah. um, some are a little more independent than others. Some of them are a little more um, relying on you, the coach, as you know, to, to help them with, with things. But, um, you know, this is going to sound silly, but, I've had a, had a parent not too long ago ask me what they could do um, to help prepare their kid. And I said, well, 
do you do their laundry for them? And they said, well, yes. And I said, well, Stop make, doing make, <laughs> make, yeah, make them, make them do their own laundry. Well, they don't have time. I'm like, I know, but they're not uh, going to have time in college either. And it that sounds silly, but it's those little things when, when you give them responsibilities of, you know, outside of, outside of golf to have to learn to take care of themselves. Um, it makes that transition yeah. off the golf course a lot easier because when they get to school, but suddenly, you know, you know, they have, they have, school to, to deal with they have um, study hall they have workouts they have someone like you said telling them what they're going to do most of the minute of their day mm-hmm. and they've got to find out how to how to best balance that you know, now they're on their own living on their own maybe in a new city maybe even in a new country where they have yeah. a new culture they're having to decide you know what what food am I going to eat tonight what am I going to prepare um, tonight for dinner or, and do, and, you know, things like doing their own laundry. Mm-hmm. So giving them that, that responsibility of having to make their own choices and, and, um, and, and giving them responsibilities to do their own, um, to do their own things. And it starts small, just giving them that independence and that empowerment, I think is huge. Cause it, it, you keep, like Kelly said, you can't, you can't really prepare for everything you, you experience yeah. in college, but, um, that gives them confidence and being able to handle what, what they encounter in college, especially that first semester and that first, that first year, because it is a little overwhelming. That's, it, it's a lot overwhelming actually. And so, um, and you know, and I, as a coach, the mom in me wants to, you know, walk behind them and help them and pick them up, pick things up yeah. and, and try. But I know that that just enables the process and that doesn't yeah. really help them as they grow on their journey. And, um, one thing that, that we do, um, here is have um I call it get real it's it's kind of a a 10 minute um session we have in our team room um probably once a week maybe twice a week um, where we talk about about life skills and things that you know the things that the kids the girls may not know and and whether it's how to balance a checkbook or how to do your laundry or um, how to properly clean your clubs and your shoes or, I mean, it's, it may be silly things, but it's stuff that I have found over the years that when girls leave college, they really may not know how to do. And I, yeah. I want them to be prepared, you know, to get out of the rain if it's necessary, right? Yeah, it's, it's the yeah. common sense stuff. You know, they all, they all can play golf, but a lot of it's the common sense stuff that they need that confidence in knowing that they can do. Very, so. Yeah. That's awesome. I, lo- I, like I don't know that. if that really yeah. answered your question, but no, yeah. it did. But well, I think that's the thing. We get asked that a good bit. And I think about, it's like you said, the mom and you, I mean, I think about my parents and, and I mean, of course, back then we did, we definitely didn't know any better. I mean, there was not the, the information, the education. It wasn't like you knew you just weren't doing it kind of thing. You just, back then we definitely didn't know. I do feel like some of the girls on my team were much more prepared and I was not, but it wasn't out of, you know, like I said, it wasn't my parents not doing a good job. They did a, a great job raising us, but I, my mom had always done my laundry. I remember getting there and not Same. knowing how to do my laundry. And I remember taking it home the first couple of weeks of school. Cause I lived, you know, 40 minutes from school and then quickly learning how to have to do it myself because that doesn't fit in my schedule to go to my parents' house 40 minutes down the road and ask my mom to do my laundry. Um, but I mean, it, it sounds silly, but that, you know, that was where I was as a freshman. and 
you know, but there is at least a little bit more education there to try to, you know, do a little bit of what you can, just even if there's just a few things you can do that saves you that little bit of, of time, that little bit of not being so overwhelmed, every little bit just helps, you know, even though, cause you're going to get thrown with, you know, unexpected things, or you're going to get sick, or you're going to have an injury, or you're not going to play the first tournament. And so all of a sudden, you're going to be at home that first weekend by yourself without a team there, you know, so many things that you can't, you can't plan for and you can't prepare for that you do have to learn to adjust. But if you can somewhat, you know, be ready in as many ways as possible, it can only help you with that, that transition for the things that are somewhat going to be expected. And I, I feel like no doubt. That, he said, as parents, I know it's hard. I'm not, I'm not a parent. I know you are, so you understand it to, to that degree that I know it's tough. You don't want to have to make them fail or see that they, you know, might get behind on something because you're not going to do it for them. But that is so much of what you're going to have when you, once you get to college and, and not have them there, uh, not have your parents there to do it for you. And in most cases, your coach not do it for you. Um, so any of that can only, only make that transition a little, just a little bit easier. It's true. It's true. And I, and I do this because listen, I failed miserably multiple yeah. times in college yeah. and I will tell this embarrassing story. I lived an hour away from, from Tennessee and, um, but I didn't go home much and, and my mom and dad were, were adamant that I stay at Tennessee, um, and not travel home on the weekends. And, um, I didn't go home. I don't think until Thanksgiving that first, that first semester yeah. I was in school. And but I remember going home and I was so proud I was going to do my own laundry because up to that point I had not, you know, before college, I didn't know. And I got home and I was doing my laundry. My mom was watching me and she said, is this how you've been doing laundry? And I said, "I yes. And I was so proud. And she, Brandy, I had been washing my clothes in fabric softener the entire oh, semester. Oh my goodness. And that's, that's hilarious. I said, oh, wow. So failure number one so I thought that's one thing I'm going to make sure our girls know how to do is to wash their yeah. clothes but you yes. do take those little things for granted and and you know another thing you you said it, we we do try to protect them from failing but failure is good and I think we yeah. have gotten in our mind that failure is something bad and we should yeah. never you know we should be scared of failing but failure is good and that is really one of the best ways you can learn you can either be scared of it or you can learn from it and make things different and move forward um but I would imagine the most successful people out there failed over and over and over before they got it right so oh yeah yeah be okay I mean, with failing regardless learn. of what that is yeah, if you learn the most from it you're not going to learn from you know from when you're you're playing well and doing everything right you don't really learn a whole lot from that so you uh, you you have to um absolutely and, Sometimes it takes, you know, losing opportunities. And I've had some players who had a parent this past week ask about, you know, not having his daughter play for the next few months because she didn't want he didn't want her posting bad scores. And, you know, she's a junior in high school already. And I'm like, I get that. But at the same time, she, you know, you throw her out in two months and she hasn't played at all. She hasn't had any way to adjust and make adjustments for where she's at. You know, she hasn't been playing. If she goes out and puts up bad scores, it, you know, it theoretically will probably have some coaches not look at her, but if she doesn't put any scores up, then she's not getting anywhere and she's not getting any right. better. And she's not doing, you know, there are obviously times where you need to take some time off, but this was more out of a strategic kind of thing. And, you know, I'm always trying to see the bigger, you know, bigger picture for things and then what playing and, and even if it's bad rounds, you know, always being able to learn from it and not being so worried about how it affects 
the recruiting side of things and, you know, just trying to, to figure that out and not trying to protect from bad scores and in failure just for that reason. Um, like I said, there, there's times Absolutely. where you obviously, you know, you do need to take some, take some time off and work on things, but not doing it just to try to protect that. And, you know, because then when you come out and you haven't been playing and you haven't been competing, you're, you're only going to hurt yourself more at that point in time. Um, Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Well, let's talk about a couple more things and then I will, uh, we'll kind of wrap this up. But one, even though you did just share a really funny story from your, your college days, what is, I know everybody kind of enjoys, always love hearing these. Um, so I like to kind of take both ends of the spectrum. So we'll start with the good side first, since we were kind of on that. What's one of the funniest things as from, from a coaching experience that you've had, you know, whether it's there at UNC Charlotte, whether it was back at Vanderbilt, starting the Carson Newman program, what's something that stands out as maybe one of the, the funniest, most laughable um, kind of moments that you've had or a tradition or something like that? Oh my goodness. I feel like we, I could name something from every week of my coaching career. Um, You know, one of the, one of the best things, um, one of the best memories I have in coaching was my first year, my first year at Vanderbilt. And um, at the time I was, I roomed with our freshman, um, Renee Sobolewski, Renee uh, Casali right now. And so, um, she she was a freshman um, and the only freshman that had had come in that year and um, my first year as an assistant and we were hosting the Mason Rudolph our, our our home event and we were all getting ready to go out to the um, go out to our practice round so we were staying all the teams were staying around the putting green and um, Coach Allen had had taken the mic and was kind of giving directions and he said but first you know our freshmen. Um, Renee Sobolewski's going to sing the national anthem for us. And I just immediately heard, heard her and heard him and said, oh, oh, Renee, it's your turn. Get up there. And without thinking about anything, she got up there and sang the national anthem spot on. She wow. nailed it. Now, she is maybe not the best singer. And it, that's what made it so funny. She got up there about halfway through. She started to forget the words. So here I am and behind her whispering the words while she's singing. And it was absolutely not planned we thought it would be just a funny joke and she just ran with it and that was the most hilarious people people didn't know she was serious some people were standing there um, being very respectful and we people didn't know how to respond but that was one of the best moments it was great it was awesome that's funny like I said, I always it's been so much fun here in those because I said some coaches have a you know a yearly whether it's their team does April Fools every year or something. So those have always been and like I said, that's what you know. There, there's the good, there's the bad, the college golf, there's the down. And I know y'all as a team had a, had a rough, um, a rough time. You get the the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, and everything. And you know, it's um, it's just learning how to, you know share those things as a team and and like I said I always enjoy being able to hear those funny things and, and those funny stories and, and traditions and all of that it's just so much fun takes me definitely takes me back to my my college days and some of the crazy things and um like you said those are the things that most people are going to remember and not necessarily the you know the losses and and the tough you know the, the bogeys and the double bogeys and and all of that aren't necessarily or even the the, the birdies and, and all those things aren't always going to be what what the girls are going to remember when they look back on their college days. Um, it's going to be those those funny moments and um, 
you know, just those good times like that. Oh, it's true. You don't remember what you're, you know, what you shot. You might remember tournaments here and there, but you remember the yeah. stories and you remember the, the, the things that made you laugh and you remember your teammates. And that's, that's so true. And life's too short. You got to enjoy it. You got to learn to laugh at yourself yep. And, yep. and just enjoy the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we were talking a little bit, you know, before we started recording just about, you know, trying to, even as, as a coach and in myself as, as doing the consulting of trying to remind these girls that it's, you know, it's not the end of the world to be, you know, for, for playing college golf or for your golf game or for how you are on the golf course and then just getting them to understand that. But yet also take pride and take value in, in working hard and it being something that's extremely important and high priority, but knowing where, where that line ends and, and not, uh, you know, we, I think you and I both talked about it for, we didn't know that as college golfers and, and, you know, went on to play professionally. You, it is, it's who you are. You forget that it's what you do and it's not the end of the world, you know, when your golf game's not great and, and trying to separate those two, especially at that age when you haven't matured enough emotionally and, you know, all that's not there. You just have a hard time grasping that and, you know, any way that you can start to understand that and start to accept that uh, just makes this whole process of junior golf into college golf and then college golf coming out just a little bit easier to bear those ups and downs for sure. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's hard to, to get these kids to understand that this, this, this game, it's a game. It is a game and um, it's not, it, this doesn't define who they are. It's just something they yeah. do or they get to do. This is a, yeah. a, it's a, it's a blessing and an opportunity. Um, but I get it. When I got to college, I, my world was <sighs> academics and golf. And that was, yeah. that was it. And I was probably very selfish and very self-absorbed and well, it's about me and, and, I, and uh-huh. my success and I'm, and I, and I'm going to focus on me. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I, it's, it's, yeah and when the day's not good everybody's gonna know that you didn't have a good day on the golf course and the rest of your day I remember being out on the road and my dad traveling with me and when I didn't play well you know last thing I'd want to do is go sightseeing or go do something fun you just want to kind of sulk and mope and and be you know and just kind of be mad at yourself and everything and definitely learn over time that you, you know, you've got to separate it and miss probably opportunities of being out on the road in cool places to not go do something uh, just because I played bad that day. And I was just, you know, I felt like I was had to punish myself. If I played bad, then it wasn't right for me to, you know, go do something fun that afternoon. Even if I practiced or, or something like that, it just wasn't, you know, it was punishment that I shouldn't go do something fun because I had just played really bad that day and, and missed the cut or, or whatever that might be that, you know, it was hard to, hard to separate those two a lot of times. No doubt. No doubt. And well, it, it is tough. Well, and, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. Go no, ahead. no, no. <laughs> um, well, I was just going to say, tell me, you know, kind of talking about that a little bit is what is one of the most challenging things that, you have going on like right now with the team and with the program or just in your coaching journey, what's maybe one of the most challenging things right now for you? Goodness. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, whew, it, it, this is, and it goes back to, to remembering that this is just a game. And you know, I, I feel like I remind them often that their value comes from who they are and not what they do. And, 
I know I write it on on my mirror in my bathroom. I've, I've got it written up there because I'm more than just a coach. I'm you know I'm, I'm a I'm a friend and I'm a, a wife and I'm a mother and um and and you know more than just a golfer. The, the, I have to remind myself of that as well. But I also want them to know that you know, your value comes um, from from who you are and 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 yeah. that for them to understand at this age is really hard. And I think sometimes it takes some really tough life experiences to, to put things into perspective. And, um, you know, last year we, um, as a, um, as a school, we, we, we had a shooting on campus and that was scary. And it was, um, it really pulled things into perspective very quickly. And, uh, you know, we, we had one of our, um, our players lose a mother last week and, that has been um, very tough and very challenging. And I think it it, it brings life into perspective really quickly and to to remember what's really important. And I would say, you know, right now that's, that's something that as, as a coach, you know, I I forget sometimes that we, we're here more as, as mentors, um, than just golf coaches sometimes and that's um, we're here to 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 help them grow through life and and when you have these challenging moments in life to to be there to to support them and encourage them and help them understand is um you know that's uh, that's as much of our calling as anything and um I'm grateful for opportunities like that but it is it is it is hard it is challenging that's kind of that's where we are as a team right now and trying to um um really it's given our other girls an opportunity to to wrap their arms around each other and to love and support each other through through a lot of the tough times and the good times you know in in life because in four years you will experience a lot with your teammates um on the golf course but off the golf course as well and and this is this is your family and family Mm -hmm. um love and support each other through the good and the bad and that is um that's that's what we do. And, and, and right now we're, we're, we're wrapping our arms around each other and loving each other through some tough stuff. So um, yeah. yeah. Very cool. I, I, I'm sure that is, like I said, I know we talked about a little bit ahead of time and, and how challenging, you know, having to, to face some of those things and some of the girls going through things like that for the first time as, you know, as young women and, and you know, with their teammates and, and seeing that and, and finding that, those ways to support and everything. It's like you said, some of those are going through some of that for the first time. So I'm sure they're, as their coach, it's a very big teachable, but yet challenging moment, I'm sure. It is, it is. And it's, I mean, it's hard, it's hard as a coach because the, the mom and you, beca- you know, it, um, you, you hurt with them. And so it's, you know, it's a learning moment for me as a coach, um, as much as it is for, for them as players. And, uh, there's a lot of firsts for these girls through these four years. And I have to remember that, that it's, it's, this is all very new for them. And yeah, um, to, and to just to be, to be there and be supportive of it. And you, I'm, you know, we can get so wrapped up in our jobs. We are so fortunate as coaches to do what we do because it's not a realistic job. I feel like we're, this is so much fun, um, but there is yeah. that side of, of this, that is very, it's very serious. And it's, it's, it's very much, um, you're dealing with lives and you're, and you're yeah. helping them through very important parts of their lives and, and they're changing and growing every day. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I can said, I think to my, my four years there and, you know, did my episode with, uh, with Mick earlier this year. And, and I think that's, um, you know, you can, you can, you can grow and learn so much. I feel like I know that I probably did not grow and learn as much as I should have during my four years, just because for me, it was all about the golf and not about golf. It was, uh, you know, I, I guess in that sense, it was, and it's probably something I feel like I, I might've missed a little bit through my college experience was just not taking the opportunity for that growth and that maturity. Cause you know, it, there's so much of it there. If you, if you seek it out and you find the, the right ways to, to do that, it's such a time for that and makes going into whatever that next stage is, whether it's to play professionally or to go to grad school or to go on to a job or whatever it might be, makes it, uh, it makes that transition even, even a little bit easier and, and just a, a little better, um, I said better transition, just kind of same thing from junior golf to college golf. Then there's that college, college life into a real life transition. Like again, depending on what it is as to what you plan to do from that point on. So awesome. Right, right. Um, well, one, one last thing that kind of gets a little bit just away from all this, um, it gets a little bit more into the heart of, of, of golf and, and coaching that I, I like to ask a lot of the coaches as we kind of wrap this up. But what is, what's one of maybe the, the best drills or the best things you all do during your practice time that you think is, is effective? You know, I said, whether it's a, a certain drill, I know some coaches have things that the players do every week. Maybe it's a way of tracking things. What's something that that from a you know kind of true practice perspective that you all do that you think might be you know really good to share with some of the juniors out there trying to find ways to better their practice and better their time? Well, one thing Nick and I try to do, um, and listen, we fail at it a lot of times, but we try, and we we it's always going to change, and um, depending on how you know the moods of our our girls and and where they are in the season, but we really try to make practice as uncomfortable as possible. And um, you know, I always heard growing up, got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And sometimes you know, different days present different challenges. So we try to make practice as, as sometimes as uncomfortable as you can make it. And, and it's exhausting, um, but that's to prepare them for the, you know, for, for tournament play. And, um, you, you're going to practice the way you, we're going to play the way you practice. And um, if I can make practice as, as hard as I possibly can, then hopefully playing tournament golf will, will seem a bit um, less stressful. Um, there are a couple of things that we do uh, that I, on a pretty regular basis, um, that the girls, they know when they, when we get to practice and I say, Hey, we're going to do, uh, the circle drill today. We call it, it's all, we also call it the Brant drill. Uh, when I was at Vanderbilt, Brant Snegger taught us this uh, drill um, where you put um, six teeth around a hole from um, three, four, and six feet. And so you have a total of 18 teeth. But you've, and you start at the three footers and you've got to make all the putts in a, in a row. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you miss, you start over. And for some, you know, some days that, that drill is not going to be so bad, but yeah. some days it really tests your emotions and it tests your ability to focus. Um, and, and it tests, it tests what you can, what you can handle under pressure. Cause on that last putt, once you get to that last putt, you've got to call it and have everybody around you stop to watch you and, and hit that last putt and that it is it's a high intense. <laughs> pressure moment for that yeah. six footer, but it is a great drill. And, and 
I've had girls crying and I see more tears of, of, of frustration than, than happiness. But I tell you what, when they do complete that drill, everybody knows it. It's like they've, they've conquered the world. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. that. I love that drill. But um, you know, one, that, one that I think our team really enjoys. Um, I don't know if they enjoy it or not, actually, but at the end of it, when it's over, they enjoy it. Um, but we get together as a as a team and do a, um, called train, and I pick a, a either a putt or a chip or um, a, a pitch where they have to um, either sink the putt or get up and down, and it's typically a challenging one. And when you have eight players that have to all do it in a row, uh, mm, it can be yeah. it can be very daunting and but to have and to have that pressure of everybody watching you and feeling like you need to 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 perform um just creates some uncomfortableness and it exposes weaknesses and I um but it also exposes your strengths and I love to see when when you know a team is struggling to complete the drill sometimes it takes 20 minutes sometimes it takes two hours however long it, you know, it takes them to finish the drill but um, to watch them come together as a team, to see who our leaders are, to see who's going to yeah. rally the team or call a, a brief timeout, if you will, and say, guys, we got this. Everybody just take a deep breath and focus. We do this every day. Um, things like that, it brings them together as a team. And in golf, as, as an individual sport, you you know, and in college golf, you, as a team, you look for those moments when you can you can do things as a team. And that's yeah. one of those moments where you really can corral everybody to come together as a team. And that's, it's fun. Nice. Yes. I love both. Both of those are, are really good ones. I, um, when I did some, some coaching, actually getting ready to do a little bit more with some player development and, and kind of kick that into gear, just cause like you said, you know, the, the, the practice side of things, a lot of juniors don't get that good, uncomfortable practice. They're practicing by themselves. They don't know what, you know, I've heard so many girls talk about when they got to college, how challenging practice was and how they feel like everything's a competition and, and you know that that's what makes you helps you get better and it's what's kind of tough environment to create in junior golf um I've always tried to kind of help the girls understand that a little bit and and do drills where they can hold themselves accountable or if they maybe at least have a parent out there with them to create some of these things but that is what's what's what I love about you know hearing hearing the coaches talk about college golf and some of these drills and things that that you get to do when you have a group of like-minded you know girls together that all have a similar goal and being able to do drills like that and um, I love the add-on I've always I said back when I did that I love the the three six I think it was is like three six nine and, and going up the line and doing all that and making everybody watch that last putt um, that that adds yeah. that extra little element to it um, I remember God, it's been years ago I think he's already when I worked some with the boys and he ended up going on to play at Winthrop and he always struggled. He'd, he'd always get to these three foot putts and would just try to like jam them in the hole. So a lot of times he'd have to go up the line and then finish with that three foot and it never failed. It was a three foot putt, but he would try to like jam it and would miss it. And to see him get frustrated with it. I absolutely love that. It made, it just made me like just sit there and laugh. Cause I'm like, this is, you know, this is you on the golf course, you putting a hundred three footers or, or, you know, that first three footer that doesn't have a consequence doesn't matter. But when you've made a three, a six, a nine, and then another nine footer and a six footer, and now you've got to make that three footer again, it, you know, it adds that extra element of, you know, of pressure and uncomfortableness that you get in a tournament. I had the exact same conversation with a dad this past weekend about a player that you know, just not, I mean, they understand that tournament golf is different, uh, but we'll talk about, you know, well, even when we put things on stuff or she's playing with her coach, you know, she can go out and shoot this number and then gets in a tournament. It's just not even the same. And I'm like, it's, that's, that's the problem. It's just, it's not the same. And the 
better you can create that environment on a daily basis and make yourself uncomfortable. And I can remember uh, Mick, my coach, um, it was back like NCAA several years ago, he was doing an interview and he said that he said he tries to make practice so hard that playing seems easy. And I remember screenshotting it as he was saying it and, and posted it on my Instagram or something and, and talking about that. So, you know, hearing you say that, you know, making practice as uncomfortable as you can be, uh, that's what it's about. And it's easier, it's easier said than done again, especially when you don't have a coach and another a team full of girls to, to do that. But if there's any way you can take something to make things just a little bit more difficult, that's, that's how you prepare for tournaments and how you get better without just, you know, beating yourself up in tournaments all the time. It's true. It's true. We've got qualifying today for, um, for our next event and <laughs> they don't know this yet, but <laughs> they're not going to be able to use the range finders and you'd be okay. the look on their face when, when I tell, tell them, them that, that. Was, whew, it's, I've, we've done it once before. And I, um, they, they thought they were, you were taking away most of their clubs in their bag. <laughs> um, but I mean, how often do you get out there and sometimes your range finder loses, you know, the, the yeah, battery. battery and, yeah. um, and I like it the old fashioned way. Let's just walk it off, figure yeah. out how to do some math and figure out what the pin sheet says and figure out where the pin is. And so, you know, things like that that they aren't prepared for just creates that uncomfortableness, but it will happen oh, at yeah. some point more than likely. And you've got to be prepared how to handle mm-hmm. it emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember a girl, one of my girls that came in and I, she got out on the first hole and I think she realized either she left it in the car or battery died or something. And I was just like, just, it's too bad. Like you're just, you're going to figure it out. And I, it, it was mm-hmm. just, yeah, it was like the end of the world. It was like, what am I going to do? How do I, you know, I don't know how to figure these things out. And it's, you know, figure it out because uh, like exactly. it's going to happen as prepared as you might be there's a chance you're going to get out there and it's not going to work even if you have a backup battery or you know something's going to go wrong and you gotta gotta learn how to do those things even if it never happens you still learn something from having to do that I'm sure so absolutely um, well absolutely. good luck with all that today and all of the um, the moans and the groans <laughs> you're going to get when you tell the girls that this afternoon um because I'm sure they're <laughs> yeah. going to uh, it's gonna happen with you on that one yes but again like you said that's what makes it makes it fun and makes what you get to do um so much fun and rewarding I'm sure and uh, you can you can certainly tell just in like you said I've always enjoyed talking to you I can you can just always feel the, the energy for it even though like you said you you had no plans to, to go into coaching and most all of the the coaches I've talked to, there's been a few who've said you know hey this is just this is what I knew I wanted to do most everybody I just you know had coach bond on most recently, and she was the same way. She's like, I was out playing, had no intentions. I personally, everybody was asking me what I was going to do when I finished playing. And I, you know, I had no plans of staying in the golf business. I didn't, you know, just didn't see myself doing anything in the golf business. And it's funny how it just kind of, when you get to make that difference and you see what it, what it does for girls and in, in their futures and you get kind of caught in that, it's kind of hard to it's hard not to just fall in love with it, I think. And I've always enjoyed just talking to you and, and you can tell that, that passion you have for it and the energy and, and it's, it's very contagious. And I feel lucky to have uh, kind of gotten to know you a little bit more over the years and, and been able to, to, to hear that. And I, you know, really appreciate you sharing that with, with everyone here on this episode. And, um, you know, I hope they all learned a little bit from it. I know I learned a little bit more about your, you know, your journey and, and things that you've got going on and just saw, you know, if there's any last parting words that you might have before we wrap this up, would love to have you share anything else before we, um, before we sign off. Oh my goodness. No, I'm just, I'm always so grateful to spend time with you and talk to you and always learn a good bit from you. So thank you. And 
um, keep doing what you're doing. I love, I have loved getting to, to watch you do your thing from the, from the outside and it's what you're doing for, for women's golf, for junior golf is really pretty incredible. So thank well, you for, for all you do. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. And, and like I said, I think just doing this podcast has been, been so much fun, such a learning experience for me. And I've just learned so much from talking to the coaches more and, and it, like I said, it's, it's contagious and it's, um, it's just been, been so much fun. So I appreciate you taking the time. I know everybody out there hopefully enjoyed listening in. And like I said, I know you've got Got a busy time going on. You've got a tournament coming up, which uh, best of luck for that and the, the rest of the oh, thank season, you. the rest of the spring season and postseason play. Hope it all goes well. And for all of thank you out there you. listening, um, thanks for, for joining on this episode. And I hope you will tune in for the next episode of Tap Into College Golf.